Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord, my friends. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, oh yes, Jesus. Abiding in there, Jesus. Church for many because of who you are. One more time to the Lord Jesus, who oh, you Jesus, Jesus, who oh, you yeah, Jesus. to you as always because of the fellowship of the believers and of the brethren that we belong to and on a day like this to be able to gather before you is a wonderful blessing and privilege and today oh God we are anticipating that you have a word for us your word will not return unto you void until it has accomplished the purpose for which it is being sent. And today, let that be 
established in our lives in the name of Jesus. Anything that will pose a hindrance to your word, we clear it out of the way by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you will touch each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. And turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53. The book of Isaiah contains a lot. You know, I'm feeding back. And I'm surprised that you guys can tell it. And your sound is some way, please. The book of Isaiah contains a lot of prophecies concerning our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesied about his birth. And he also prophesied concerning his death. And here in Isaiah 53, we read about the ordeal that Jesus went through on the cross of Calvary. Today is our communion service. And I think that today's word is very relevant to the purpose for which we've gathered today. And so follow me closely as I read. And I'm expecting that you are reading, you will be reading from your own Bible as well. From the New Living Translation, Isaiah chapter 53, we're reading all of it. Isaiah who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? May the powerful arm of the Lord be revealed in your life. Amen. When the arm of the Lord is revealed in your life, it leads to a lot of good things happening to you. It leads to things working well for you. It leads to significant changes in your life. It leads to your problems being solved. It leads to your burdens being lifted. May the powerful arm of the Lord be manifested in your life. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. Like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. Crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord 
laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants. That his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong. And had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. And cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier. Because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many. And interceded for rebels. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. And can it be that I have showed gain uninteresting the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain? For me, who is to death pursue on the cross of Calvary was a very terrible thing. The creator of the world, of the universe, took the form of man, came down to our level, lived an ordinary life, 
At the end of it all, he died a shameful death on the cross of Calvary. But what happened on the cross on that fateful day? That is what I want to describe to you this morning. And to summarize the occurrence on the cross of Calvary, I will say that on the cross of Calvary, there was a divine exchange. There was a divine exchange. Somebody lift up your hand and say, thank you, Father, for that divine exchange. What does the word divine mean? it means it is proceeding from God or it relates to God and when we say exchange so exchange means to give up something for something else so usually when you go and buy something an exchange takes place you give money and then you get a certain good or item in its place so that is an exchange there are still some communities in Ghana today who do a lot of business not using money. So what they do is that they take certain goods or items and they exchange them for other goods. So maybe you have banche or cassava and you go and exchange it for oil. Somebody say it is an exchange. So there are communities like that. To exchange means to change for another. And to exchange means to replace with something else. On the cross of Calvary, there was a divine exchange that took place. And the summary of that exchange is this. That the evil due to me came to Jesus. That the good due to Jesus may come to me. I'll say it again. During this divine exchange on the cross of Calvary, the evil that was due to me was exchanged for the good that was due to Jesus Christ. So you can picture everything that is evil on the left hand and everything that is good on the right side. Then an exchange took place. A swapping took place. The evil that should have come to us were passed on to the Savior. And everything good that is related to him was passed on to us. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the divine exchange that took place on the cross of Calvary. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. There are different things that were exchanged at the cross of Calvary on that fateful day. And I have identified 12 exchanges that took place on the cross of Calvary. There may actually be more. But these 12 jump out at me. And the first exchange is that we received beauty 
instead of ugliness. Beauty instead of ugliness. Verse 2 of Isaiah 53. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. Like a root in dry ground. Now notice. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To all who mourn in Israel. He will give a crown of beauty. Everybody say a crown of beauty. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes. A joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted. For his own glory. And so the first exchange that we can see that took place on the cross was we were given beauty instead of ugliness. God could not relate with us. And God could not commune with us. In a certain way. Because we were ugly. We were not nice. Sin had made us ugly. Sin had turned us into something that was not so nice. And sin has a way of making us very ugly. Something that you would not like to relate to. But on the cross of Calvary, Jesus took our ugliness so that you and I can receive his beauty. And this was demonstrated in the fact that by the time his torturers had finished with him, he was so ugly, torn apart, bloodied, something that you couldn't bear to look upon. Something that was so nice that you did, that was so ugly that you didn't want to have anything to do with that. Bible says he had no form of comeliness that we should desire him. And on the cross of Calvary, Jesus was made ugly for us. So that we could have beauty come into our lives. I declare to you today that through the victory of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, everything that is ugly about your life, everything that is not nice about your life, everything that is disturbing about your life. Everything that is so some way about you that people may not want to relate with you or connect with you. Through the victory of Jesus on the cross, that ugliness is gone away and the beauty of the Lord has taken its place. May he make your life beautiful. May he make your life glorious. And because of what Jesus has done, you and I have no excuse to have anything ugly about our lives. And so from this day, I declare that your marriage will not be ugly anymore. I declare today that your character will not be ugly anymore. 
I declare today that your circumstances and conditions of living will not be ugly anymore. May the beauty of the Lord come upon you. And instead of ashes, may you receive beauty. Instead of shame, may you receive glory. Lift up your hand and say, I receive the beauty of the Lord. I receive the beauty of the Lord. You know, you know, there's a song we sing, right? You made my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater than thee. That's why I love you. Forevermore, you made my life. You make my life so beautiful. You make my life so glorious. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater than this. That's why I love you. Forevermore. Forevermore, lift your hands and sing. I want more of you. I want more of you. More of your beauty. More of your glory, Lord. I want more of you, Lord. Jesus. The more, more I know you, the more I want to know. Hands unto the Lord. The second exchange. Acceptance instead of despisement and rejection. Acceptance instead of despisement and rejection. Verse 3 of Isaiah 53. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. And acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Jesus was despised. Jesus was rejected so that you and I could be accepted. His own family rejected him. Many of the leaders of Israel rejected him. They did not esteem him. And that rejection was clearly seen when the people were given an opportunity to choose between Jesus and 
Barabbas. Oh, how Pilate wanted to release him. But his problem was that he was not firm enough as a leader to do what was right. He was trying to protect his office and his position. But he wanted to release Jesus on that day. And he thought that he had come up with a very clever scheme for releasing Jesus. He said to himself, let me look in the deepest dungeons of my prisons. And look for the most wicked of criminals. The baddest of the bad. The worst of the worst. Let me bring that fellow up. And put him beside this Jesus. The Jesus who healed their sick. The Jesus who raised their dead. The Jesus who fed them. The Jesus who related with the rejected. Let me put this Barabbas by his side. And give the people an opportunity to choose between the two of them. Pilate was very sure that his plan will work. That there is no way anybody in his right senses will choose this wicked criminal in the stead of Jesus. He brought him out. Put them in front of the people. Thrust them in their sight. And he said to the people, choose. Choose the one that you want me to release. As he was standing to go and sit in his chair. He was smiling to himself. He said to himself, Afa. Then he had something that he couldn't believe. He couldn't believe what he heard the people say. They said, release Barabbas. Pilate thought that he didn't hear well. (laughs) That maybe there was too much wax in his ears. He asked one of his servants to go and get him an earbud. So that he could clear the wax out of his ears. He asked again and they said, release Barabbas. He was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Is it possible that they are asking for this guy? And out of amazement, he asked the people, so what should I do with this Jesus? Then what they said, it made him collapse. (laughs) He couldn't believe it. They said, crucify him. Subject him to the most cruel the most painful, the most shameful of treatments, subject him to it. The one who healed their The one who raised their dead. The one who spoke so graciously unto them. The one who took their children. Put them on his laps and blessed them. They said, we don't like him. They said, we don't like him. Get him out of our sight. Kill him. They cried for his blood. Pilate tried. But they rejected Jesus. And that is why the Bible says, he came unto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave him the power to become the sons. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I were accepted. We received acceptance because Jesus took our rejection. 
Jesus took our rejection. And Jesus took our despisement. One of the wildest things to experience in life is when you are rejected. Is when you are despised. It's when you are thrown away as if you never existed. And when that is done to you, what you are being told is that you are expendable. Expendable. You see, that term expendable is a military term also. And what it means in effect is that you can be sacrificed for the greater good of the majority. So you can be sacrificed. Yeah, that's what it means. So rejection is a very wild thing. And Jesus suffered rejection. So that you and I can be accepted. As you sit here today, God has accepted you. I said, God has accepted you. God likes you. God has chosen you. God wants you with Him. God wants you by His Son. And that exchange took place on the cross so that you and I received acceptance while Jesus received despisement and rejection. Just wave your hands unto the Lord. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken, I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. Would you sing it again? I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. Oh, I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose. Amazing love, amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, will die for me? Amazing love, amazing love, I know, I know it's true, it's my choice to succeed ever again to make you feel that you are a nothing. That you are nobody. That you don't matter. Don't let anybody ever succeed in making you feel this way. And if the world rejects you, the one who matters has accepted you. 
And so carry yourself through this life with a certain confidence and assurance. That God likes me. However I am. Whatever is with me. He likes me. Because when he's relating with me. He looks at me. And he sees me. Through the filter of the blood of Jesus. And he knows that these guys were once rejected. But Jesus Christ took their rejection and their despisement. And I have no choice but to accept them. You are accepted before the Lord. Clap your hands and bless his name. Exchange number three. Strength instead of weakness. Strength instead of weakness. Number four. Joy instead of sorrow. Joy instead of sorrow. Number five. Relief instead of burdens and troubles. Relief instead of burdens and troubles. So the third exchange, strength instead of weakness or weaknesses. The fourth exchange, joy instead of sorrows. Number five, relief instead of burdens and and in verse 4 of Isaiah 53 it says yet it was our weaknesses he carried it was our sorrows that weighed him down and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God a punishment for his own sins notice the word weaknesses. Jesus took them. Notice the word sorrows. Jesus took them. And when weaknesses are taken away, in their stead, you receive strength. When your sorrows are taken away, in their place, you receive joy. When your burdens and your troubles are lifted, in their place, you receive relief. Today, I declare to you that the strength of the Lord is your portion. That the joy of the Lord is your portion. That relief and well-being is your portion. Because of the divine exchange that took place on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we can sing the Lord is my strength and my soul and my soul oh yeah 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 the lord is my strength and my soul he is my soul you sing often because there is joy. Oh, he has become my salvation. He has become my salvation. Oh, the Lord, the Lord, he is my strength and my soul. And my soul. There's another reason why we sing this. I have joy in my heart. Deep, deep down in my heart. Said that I have joy in my heart. Deep, deep down in my heart. Because Jesus gave to me. And no one can destroy it. Said that I have joy in my 
deep, deep down in my heart. And this morning I was thinking about this other one. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. And it's all because we do not carry everything to God in. There's another verse that says, Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all Thank you, Jesus. Jesus knows. if that's not enough, he goes on to say, Are we weak and heaven-laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise forsake thee. Take it to I'm sharing this message with you for you to try and grasp and understand what you have received in Christ Jesus. Because one of the tragedies of this life is to have a blessing that you cannot assess. A good thing that you cannot benefit from. I'm sure I've told you the story before. The story of a gentleman who ended up in heaven. And he was excited when he got there. He met the apostle Peter. On that day, Peter was on duty. And he had to take this gentleman round to have a tour of heaven. They took him to beautiful places. Showed him his beautiful mansion. And he was elated. He was, he was excited. He was beside himself. But then he noticed that there was a structure that looked like a warehouse. Standing secluded somewhere. And out of curiosity, he asked Peter, What is there? Peter said, You don't want to go there. He said, I want to go there. I want to assess everywhere in heaven. Peter said, are you sure you really want to go there? He said, I want to go there. You know how it is. When you are told you can't do something, that's when you want to do it. 
So Peter had no option. But to take him there. And when he entered, there were rows of shelves with all kinds of packages. Long rows of shelves. And he noticed that each section had people's names written there. So he asked Peter, what are these packages? What, what, what is all this about? And Peter explained to him, these are blessings. These are benefits. These are good things that the father prepared for his children. But because they never really believed it, because of ignorance, because of a certain attitude, they never got to experience these blessings in their lives. To the shock of this gentleman, he got to a place where he saw his own name. And he opened the packages and saw the blessings, the benefits, the good things that God had intended for him to enjoy. Things that would have given him a victorious life in this world. Things that would have made life comfortable for him. His healing his prosperity his well-being his marriage his children his joy his relief his happiness he didn't get to benefit from those things and he started weeping and Peter told him I told you I told you that you don't want to come because what you see in this room will fill your heart with sadness. I'm sharing this message with you and I'm ending it now and I'm going to continue next week that there are blessings there are benefits a divine exchange took place Isaiah prophesied about it 700 years before Christ was born. That the Savior was going to be born. That he was going to die on the cross. That he was going to become a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Who will have no beauty, no comeliness. Rejected despised, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, upon whom the chastisement of our peace was placed, so that by his stripes, you and I can be healed. God wants us to recognize that a divine exchange has already taken place. And you no longer need to be carrying the burdens that you are carrying. And we carry those burdens because we, although we say we are handing them over to God, we are holding them, we are holding on to the burdens. And some of you have qualified the burdens. You call them my burdens. So you say, yeah. So, so you have a sense of ownership. So you say, I've handed it over to God. So you've given it to Jesus. But as you give it to him, and Jesus is trying to collect it, you are, you are handing it to him. 
Say radio me the mouth. Me the mouth. Hey radio na dear way. It's always been with me. It's almost become a part of my life. I even feel naked without it. I think my life will be boring without it. I mean, I can't imagine that I don't have anything that I'm crying about anymore. You see, that's what can happen to you when you have been imprisoned for too long. When you have been limited for too long, when you have been tied to a stake for too long, when a goat has been tied to a stake for too long, even when you release it, it stays there. It cannot imagine that it is free. That it's been liberated. Today, I bring good news of glad tidings unto you. That a divine exchange took place from the cross of power. And instead of ugliness, you have beauty. Instead of rejection, you have been accepted. Instead of sorrow, you have joy. Instead of weakness, you have strength. Instead of your burdens, you have relief. May you assess all these blessings in your life. Amen. And may he truly make your life beautiful. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. name. Rise up to your feet, everybody. You know, pastors, I think we should serve the communion right now. Now sit down again. Gene. Mojenti na me monpa Yesu mojenti na me monpa Yesu mojenti na me monpa Mojenti Mojenti na me monpa Moja bi wawa Eda mawe Obama Obama ya Moja ni mo Moja bi Moja bi Wawa Eda mawe Obama Moja Lift your hands to the Lord. Not to Riches to the highest mountain, oh, and it flows to the lowest valley, valley, the blood that gives me strength from death to death. It will never lose its There's a verse of the song that says, It suits my doubts And it calms all my fears It wipes away all my tears The blood that gives me strength from death to death. It will never 
Say that again, it will never lose. It will never. Say it again, it will never lose. It will never. Say it like you mean it, it will never lose. It will never. One more time, it will never lose. It will never Father, for these communion elements. The bread represents your body that was broken for us. The wine represents your blood that was spilled for us. You went through torture, through torment, through sorrow, through rejection, through despisement, through weakness so that we could have good things in exchange for all these negative things. And today, as we come to your table, we discern your body. We discern your blood. We don't treat it with contempt. We don't treat it lightly. We have proper respect for it. And as we take it in, May all the benefits that you prepared for us through your sacrifice, may they be manifested in our lives. Beauty instead of ashes. Acceptance instead of rejection. Forgiveness instead of punishment. Strength instead of weakness. Joy instead of sorrows. Relief instead of troubles and burdens. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up the bread and say the body of Jesus. The body of Jesus. The body of Jesus. Go ahead and eat it. of wine say the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus drink it in faith right now and let that power in the blood begin to flow through your body to your feet everyone and as every head is bowed and every eye closed you want to say pastor 
I've been touched by the word of God. I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to benefit from the divine exchange. I have too many burdens. Too many worries. Too many sorrows. Too many, too much ugliness with my life. But today, I want to hand them over to Jesus. He's already taken care of them. And I want a beautiful life in its day. You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. Lift up your hands unto the Lord wherever you are. And if you are watching us, you can lift your hand right where you are. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. I am tired of carrying certain burdens. I am tired of my struggles, my weaknesses, the ugliness of my life. Today, I surrender my life to Jesus and I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will stick to this Jesus. He will be my Lord, my Savior, my Master, my everything. For the rest of my life, I will serve him. Thank you, Father, Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say Amen. Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor. Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.